is Christina, and thank you for checking into the Home for Wayward OCs. This is a podcast where a friend and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. And today, our guest is Charlie. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's getting cold out, but otherwise... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely feel you on the getting cold out. Today, uh, it was... It was flirting between, like, above and below freezing all day. Yeah. And thankfully the big, like, the big storm front that came through didn't actually snow or ice or sleet on us, so I was very grateful. Because that means I didn't have to clean my car off after work. I'm not looking forward to when it finally snows here, because it's, like, snowed a little bit, but it hasn't, like, actually, like, snowed snowed yet, so. Yeah. It's it hasn't been any snow to actually like affect like travel or or like lives. It's just enough to remind yeah. you that it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very nihilistic way to look about to think about the weather. <laughs> I should not do that. <laughs> We're not here to think about or talk about my weather opinions. <laughs> no. We're here to talk about your original character. <laughs> Who yes. are we talking about today, Charlie? We are talking about Sky, who was my character for a 5e campaign I played two years ago. Okay. How, out of curiosity, like, how long did this campaign kind of, like, take to run its course? We played from about February up until October. So it was almost the entire year. Okay, okay. Some things happened near the, like, in, during the last few months that kind of made it end very shortly, because, like, half the players left the game. Yeah, that, uh, that can happen sometimes. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think I'm speaking from an exclusive viewpoint here to say that there are a lot of games where it's like, oh, hey, like, you get, you know, like, three or four or five sessions into it, and then things come up and life happens. So I'm glad that you were able to play in a campaign that mostly got completed. We did reach an end, but the way we got to that end, like, a lot of plot that was there was with those characters, so that kind of got dropped. So we kind of rushed towards, like, what would have been the end of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here. Yes. Um... (laughs) That's the end of the podcast. Uh, so we should probably start at character creation. Who is Sky? Describe Sky to me. So Sky is an Air Genasi. Air Genasis are like the children of like, well, they can be the children of like a normal person, like an elf or a human or something, and then like a genie or like someone from the one of the elemental planes. Mm-hmm. So like she was a daughter of like a half elf. And a djinn, which is, like, an air genie. Mm-hmm. So, like, she had blue skin. She had, like, white hair. Yeah. Uh, when I read that they have, they can have crystals growing out of the skin, so I gave her a crystal right in the middle of her forehead, so she had a horn. Okay, okay. Yeah. And, like, most genasis, which have, like, something that corresponds to the elements, uh, air genasis, there's always this slight breeze around them, so, like, her clothes are always, like, being ruffled and stuff. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I picked Air Genasi because, uh, I was thinking fire because they come with dark vision, and I'm like, dark vision is mm-hmm. useful. It is very useful. <laughs> but Air Genasis have a racial ability called Unending Breath, so as long as she's never unconscious, she doesn't have to breathe. Which is, like, Super great, because that means you you could be, like, swimming, and you wouldn't have yeah. to worry about coming up for air. Yeah, or, like, if there's, like, a poisonous gas, I can just, I don't have to, I won't have to worry about breathing it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is super convenient in D&D. Yeah. <laughs> She's also a bard, so I picked, uh, I hadn't played a bard in a long time. Back mm-hmm. when I played 3.5, I played a bard. And yeah. playing a bard in 5e is a lot different, because they're very yeah. different systems. Yeah, I uh, I don't personally have any experience in 3.5, but 
from from what I've read, they are extremely different animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I picked the College of Glamour, which is like they were taught by like like a fae, like one of the fae, so like someone who has fae history, in order mm-hmm. to like gain their uh, bard's abilities. Mm-hmm. And like for the College of Glamour, you either get uh, abilities that like buff your party, or mm-hmm. there which one of them allows you. It's called. Uh, I should have had this tab open. <laughs> it's it's a dance, so if you perform for one uninterrupted minute, okay, uh, you can charm up to your uh bard's level. Okay. And then there was another ability down the line where if where you can cast command on someone. But mm-hmm. what was really nice is if you already charm that person, they you automatically uh, cast command on them. Auto success is super great. <laughs> yeah. So that was her basis. This game also. So what made me join it was that everyone had a superpower because all the characters were chosen by the gods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's a funny story. So I'm rolling up her stats and I'm like, she doesn't need a high strength because yeah. you know yeah. she's a bard bard <laughs> so i gave her a nine and then i rolled for the superpower we get and i got super strength i'm like okay i yeah. guess she is strong after all was this like was that just like automatically giving her a stat of like 30 or something in like strength or was that just a character thing that didn't like get numbered out so mechanically uh what Super Strength did is that I never had a roll for any strength checks. I automatically passed. Because, like, okay. flavored-wise and, like, the narrative, she's as strong as she needs to be. Okay. But, like, mechanically, I never had a roll any strength checks. Uh, I could use my Super Strength in battle, and I would roll a d20. Mm-hmm. And, because she's super strong, but she wasn't super resilient. So if I rolled closer to, like, one, I would also hurt myself as well using okay. my Super Strength. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, what did you know about the superpowers going in? Was it like, was this kind of like pitched as a game where like everyone's going to have a superpower? Yeah. Or did the DM tell you that after you started playing? That was uh, in the summary. So we would we knew we were gonna have a superpower. We just knew it was gonna be randomized. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I like that mechanic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had someone who was, like, immortal, which meant mm-hmm. they had, like, this huge pool of, like, a thousand HP that when they yeah. di- when they got down to, like, zero, instead of, like, making death checks, they would just take from that pool, and they would have that. Someone okay. could, like, pull, like, a glaive from, like, their forehead. Because two of them had, like, wounds that they can summon something from, but, okay. like... Sky had, like, a tattoo on her stomach, which represented that she was chosen. Okay. So it was all very, like, visual stuff that, like, we knew that we were... That, like, you... When you guys began the campaign, you knew what you were getting into. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> began the campaign by all... Like, we were all summoned to this town called Nas, because the lord there uh, was like, I know you guys are chosen. Okay. I want you to come and like talk, so I can talk to you. Okay. I have to ask, did the town of Nas have an old road going through it? Is that a reference to something? Little Nas, Old Town Road. Oh! (laughs) I heard it a lot this year, and so it's kind of uh, been stuck in my head sometimes. Uh, Or was it it more like, Nas? Was it southern accent, or was it country music, or is it just fantasy? It was just fantasy. <laughs> okay, so the party gets summoned to this to this town and this temple and stuff for their divine quest. Like, what kind of a background did Sky come from that she had that she was able to just presumably up and leave and get to this town? So Sky had a very because this is me, and when I make a character. I both think too much about it, but I also have a tendency to make my characters 
very, well, have very sad backstories. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, I was wondering, it's, it's like, it's you and Jackie, and to a certain extent, <laughs> Shannon, that y'all are just, like, super into angst, so I was wondering when it was gonna come up. Yes. So, the her backstory is that Sky was born to a half-elf mother. Her, uh, Jin father didn't really stick around, so, and she was, like, the only, like, like, most people in this town were, like, humans or half-elves. So she was, like, she started out, you know, she has blue skin, like, and her mother didn't really want Sky. Like, she raised her because she yeah. felt she had to, but she did the bare minimum. And, like, she literally told Sky to, like, her face when she was young that she didn't love her. So Sky grew up yes. in a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Sky grew up in a very unloving, uh home and she was kind of bullied by the other kids in town because she was so different mm -hmm. so one day when she was about 16 the circus came to town and sky okay. sky watched them perform and she showed them that like she had some talents and that she was super strong and they're like do you want to join us and she's like yeah i'll do anything to get out of here yeah nice yeah so she basically left and she never looked back she really came to love performing because it was the first time in her life that, like, when she performed for a crowd, people were, like, cheering and <laughs> she adoring She received her. positive attention. Yeah. So she really grew to love performing because she, for the first time she had people who, like, wanted her there and who, like, would cheer and adore her. And it, eventually she, she has somewhat of an inferiority complex because she grew up the way she did. Yeah, yeah, that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> so she traveled them for a while. I also included that she was dating this like noble woman, who eventually okay. uh, broke up with her because she was gonna get married. And Sky was like, "Ah, okay, well." Yeah. So she started like just kind of having very brief relationships because she had her heart broken. So she was with the circus for like eight years, and then she left. And it was about two years after that that she was contacted by the Lord of Nos, and she chose to go there. Okay, okay. Sweet. So, like, did the party have kind of a, uh, like, a divine quest given by the god kind of a thing? Or was it, was it, like, was the overarching storyline more like, fulfill the, fulfill this task set upon you by a, by a deity? Or was it more of just like a, work your way to the ending kind of a thing. So the gods aren't really, like, communicating with, like, anyone. So, like, they're, like, barred off. So even though we were chosen, we really didn't communicate with the gods. The okay. We were called to Nas because the, every 200 year, a new group of chosens would arrive. And the last ones kind of almost caused the end of the world. So this time oh. they're like, we're going to train you. And we're gonna watch you, so you can't destroy everything. Okay, kind of an Order of the White Lotus situation. Yeah. And okay, if, okay. It was like, and then in the third uh, game we played, because, like, the first one we, like, got introduced to each other, and we met the Lord yeah. of Nos. The second one, we were sent to this town that was being attacked by bandits, which was actually a distraction because Nos itself was being attacked. Ooh. And so the Lord of Nas got killed. Ooh, that's not good. So we, all, the six of us, all became the Lords and Ladies of Nas. And so... Okay, and now you're in The Sims. Yeah. You're, city, you're city managing. Yeah. I can't remember the full goal. Like, for a lot of the earlier stuff, we would, like, travel to other places. We were, like, trying to, like, uh, bring back Nas to, like, a more hospitable town. Mm-hmm. And, like, to introduce ourselves to the other, like, people on this continent. We eventually were gonna, like, the end game was we ended up dealing with someone who was trying to, like, destroy the continent that we were on. Okay. But it took a while for us to get there. Because, like, it was, like, dropped to us, like, over time. And then it was kind of rushed near the end. Yeah. I know that feeling. I've... As as someone who's run games before, I've done that before. It's it doesn't feel great on either end. <laughs> yeah, and 
Sky had a pretty interesting arc over the story because Sky's was a character that's very different from something I've ever played. Because usually I play mm-hmm. like characters that are like really good-hearted and like they're they're really compassionate and really kind. Yeah, and they're pretty shy. So like this time, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do that. She's gonna be uh really mean, really yeah. vain. Like her whole goal was I'm looking out for myself first. And then everyone else comes second. Okay. And it was, it was really interesting to play like this kind of like change because I have a hard time being mean. I I feel you real hard on that, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> like personal anecdote, like a few a few nights ago, I had a session with my own uh, with my own D and D group, and we were investigating people for a murder mystery. And I was paired up with the party's fighter, uh, who both in-game and out-of-game does not always want to socialize with the NPCs the most. And she was very rude to the to the extremely powerful merchant that we were interrogating. <laughs> and everyone else was kind of like, everyone else was like shocked about like think how rude she was being to this guy. And she did something that made us all laugh. And I was like, I just wanted to be his friend. (laughs) (laughs) And also because, like, if you're new to town, maybe you don't antagonize the people in power. Especially if they don't immediately give a sign of being evil. (laughs) So. Yeah. I I relate on the, like, the, the selfishness not coming easily to you. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun, like, the more I played her, the more fun I had, like, because, like, Mm -hmm. she has this outward persona of, like, being very charming, being very sweet, you know, but when she was, like, with the other Chosens, or, like, with people she got close to, like, her more, like, nastier side came out, like, she wasn't really, like, putting on a show for the others, she was like, this is just who I am. Yeah. She, it's the difference between customer service face and when you're hanging out with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, she made it very clear that she was, like, looking out for herself first. Mm-hmm. She did, and so I've, I really want to do this again if I ever get the chance, but she had a secret romance during the game. Because, like, okay. From the get-go, I flirted with, like, every single person in the group. I was like, one of you is going to- One of you is going to become my secret lover, whether you like- Well, no. Not whether you like it or not, because this is a game and consent is required. Yes. But I was like, I'll just flirt with everyone and see where it lands me. So, there was this human character named Marcus, and I ended up flirting with him a lot more than anyone else, because, like, like, one of them was, like, more like her brother- and then, like, one of them was like, I have a dead wife. And I'm like, okay, I'll don't hate yeah. that. One of them was a robot who was like, I don't understand. I'm not really interested in relationships. So I was like, okay. Yeah, so I really, really loved two other people. So she ended up, uh, like, after he, because his power was activated. He was the one who was immortal. So his power activated only after he died. Okay. So, like, he died and he came back without any magic. So... After that, she was like, he was like, you know, actually, I do want to date you. And I'm like, okay. But he's like, but like, let's not tell the others. So like, and none yeah. of the other players knew either. It was just me, him, and our DM who knew this was happening. And yeah. it was just so much fun just trying to like be subtle about it. He was one of the people who left during the game. So I was really disappointed because uh, he was evil. And I was going to eventually... Marcus was evil? Yes, Marcus was evil. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was a neutral evil character. And, like, less, like, like causing, like, evil evil and more, like, kind of, I will kill people and I'm not going to feel bad about it. And I'll... It was more... Like, he wasn't, like, killing people, like, for no reason and stuff, but, like, I'll do what I need to to get what I want. Which was kind of similar to Sky, so eventually I was going to have her slide down into evil as well. But then he left before that happened, so I was like, I guess I'll just say chaotic neutral. Yeah. (laughs) I've been wondering what Sky's alignment was, and I was going to ask, but you already brought it up, so. (laughs) 
she was eventually was going to become neutral evil. I had this whole plan yeah. that I never got to do that, like, because it was like, well, he's evil, so it's a, he could eventually turn on her. So I'm going to think of ways that if he does, she can still stay alive, because he's immortal. So if yeah. this gets into a fight, she's not going to win. No, she's not. <laughs> so I was thinking, it, a lot came together. So I had this dagger. It was so where it steals souls. Like, you know, like the... Uh, have you played Skyrim or an old schools game? I I have a vague awareness of Skyrim. I've actually never played it. I've never played any of the Elder Scrolls games. Oh. Like, I, I think I have a cousin who I am pretty sure has played Skyrim, and she has only ever played, like, maybe Minecraft and, like, maybe WoW besides that. And I'm like, I'm the gamer cousin. How have <laughs> I not played Skyrim yet? <laughs> I mean... It's on almost anything. I know, I just haven't gotten around to it yet. <laughs> Todd hasn't gotten me. <laughs> <laughs> but in Elder Schools, there's like a... I don't know if it's not like a spell, but like, you like enchant your weapons to like, if you kill something, you get the soul and you can like put it in a crystal and you can like enchant other stuff for that soul. Hmm. There's a lot of things that could be said about that, but I understand the mechanic. So I had a dagger that could do the same thing. And more importantly, it could steal powers from chosen ones. So I was thinking that if I could find a way to, like, knock him out and, like, put him in a coma, I could eventually... Because yeah. I could eventually find a way to whittle down his HP and eventually steal his immortality. It was a very elaborate plan that I put a lot of thought into. And then yeah. he left, and I'm like, I guess... I just thought of that for nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's it's that kind of thing where it's like, you have to plan for for as many possibilities as you can think of. And then, of course, like, the one that you don't plan for actually happens. <laughs> I didn't use it too much. I stole a bear's soul. Because I was like, okay. I, had, I had the soul stand dagger. And I'm like, I have to see, like, I have to, like, try it out. So I went to the woods and I killed a bear. Okay. In order to, like, enchant something, you had to, like, get, like, a gem, and then you had to, like, use, like, blacksmith, to, like, this ritual while you're blacksmithing to, like, enchant, uh, whatever you're making with the okay. soul. It's a really okay. elaborate process. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> it's maybe, like, nature didn't intend for that to happen. <laughs> so, like, I had the dagger, and Marcus was a blacksmith, and then one of other of other party members knew the ritual. So, like, all three of us had to come together in order to enchant anything with a soul. Yeah. So, I was also going to start learning blacksmithing and learn the ritual, so I could just do it all by myself. Yeah. But that never happened. I, okay. I, I just put so much detail into this plan. I'm like, I can do this. Out of curiosity, what happened with the bear soul? Like, did you put it into anything? <laughs> Yes, it was put into a dagger. Okay, okay. And that dagger had, it had a, I can't remember exactly, but it also had magic. So, like, if you use the dagger, it, like, used, I think, like, a cold spell of some sort. Okay. It could also talk. But since it's a bear, it didn't really say much. Or like, rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Which wasn't like it couldn't have happened. It could not have talked. But when it was made, the like the DM wolf for it, I was like, yeah, this dagger can talk. And I'm like, but it's a bear. What's it gonna yeah. say? <laughs> or is a bear? That's very good. <laughs> it was. It was a lot of fun, like, like especially during the first half when we were just, like, going around to, like, the different towns, and, like, we went into this other dimension where magic, like, you can use huh. magic. Huh. And we learned that all of our chosen abilities were, like, magic, so we didn't have any of them. So for, like, oh. I'd like this, so, like, I was carrying this large weight, because I don't have to worry about it, because I'm super strong, and suddenly I'm like, oh, Oh no, is this what it feels like to be weak? 
that is that is a really neat idea. I'm gonna have to remember that. Yeah. Also, with our chosen abilities, if we died, we would lose them. Like we would automatically resurrect, but we would lose our ability. And I felt so bad because the person who was playing the robot was slowly turning into a dragon. That was his chosen, uh, kind of huh. power. Okay. But he ended up dying like the third session. And oh, coming no. back, so he lost his chosen ability very quickly. So, was this robot then just like a half-dragon robot? <laughs> no, he, uh, kind of restored back to normal. Okay, okay. Yeah. Reset level zero kind of a thing. Yeah. And there was this whole other plot, which was really fun. I still, this was still one of my favorite things that's ever happened in D&D. So, we get to Nos that's being invaded. And yeah. we learn that these people want this stone that's there that can control dragons. Yeah. And they want to destroy it. Okay. And so we get to the boss, and I am able to, like, use spell friends and, like, my own charisma to, like, convince them to stand down. We don't want a fight with you. And we didn't yeah. have to fight him, which was really nice. Yeah. So... Then we got into, like, this verbal argument because none of us could decide whether we wanted to destroy the stone or not. Because we couldn't find the stone, first of all. And we're like, yeah. if we do find it, should we destroy it? Is he telling us the truth? It Would it be better to have the stone? So I make eye contact with the halfling wizard because yeah. I was, like, looking... As they were fighting, I was like, I'm going to try and see if I can find the stone. And it was, like, in the Lord's, like, eye... Like, had it, like, pull out of his uh, eye socket. Uh, no, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, so I, sh so the halfling wizard, like, made eye contact with me, and, I'm, and he gets the, like, this weapon off of the boss that can destroy the stone, and we just destroy the stone and, like, split the pieces among ourselves, and no one knew, no one else knew we did this for the entire game. <laughs> Do you mean, like, none of the other players realized what you'd done? No, the other players knew out of character that we had did this, but okay, no one okay. in character, like, knew. Like, they were still searching for this stone, and I'm like, well, they're never gonna find it. Wow. <laughs> it was just, it was so funny at the time. That's, that's a very sneaky con. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, that the player... So the players who left were uh, the guy who played Marcus, the halfling wizard, the Forborg, the Forborg, that's not how you say that, ways. the Furborg, <laughs> no, Fur... Furborg? Furborg. I don't think I could say that nicely. The the big forest people, the Furborgs? Yes. Okay. Uh, Paladin. They all left, which left me, uh, a vampire, and the robot. And then the okay. person who was playing the the vampire also left. So it was just me and the robot as the Lord and Lady of Nos. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> this is the huh. one. This is really weird. <laughs> and we had other people join. So it wasn't just me and the other player playing the yeah. rest of the game. Because we didn't want to stop. Yeah. So then, like, what brought this, what brought this game to its conclusion? So, we ended up learning that this person, like, like this, I can't remember, it was like this demon what was, like, returning to the continent and was going to destroy everything, and we were trying to find a way to stop him. We actu yeah. actually failed the first time, because, like, we left, like, because we went to go do something and we took too long, and we learned that he had destroyed, like, half the continent already, and we were all very upset. Oh, yeah, I mean, I can see why that would, why y'all would feel like that. <laughs> but we had been, like, in contact with this, like, this mysterious figure that would, like, give us gifts sometimes if we did favors for him. And so he was, since we had, like, a pretty funny, uh, relationship with him, he ended up giving us the ability to go back in time to try one more time. You got a reset button. Yes. So we were able to uh, go back and defeat the demon before it could destroy anything. Okay, okay. Interesting. And me and one other person, because we made the two finishing blows on the demon, we got uh, wishes. And I... Ooh. So 
Sky got to become a demigod, and that's how she ended the game. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Do you mean, like, demigod or, like, minor goddess? Uh, I more like a minor goddess, yeah. Okay, okay. Like, I, I ask because my personal distinction is, like, demigod is, you know, like, level 20 D&D character, like, Hercules like, Wonder Woman kind of power strata, and then Demigod is like, oh, hey, I can now say that my character is a patron of XYZ. <laughs> we were already, I think, Demigods, and, like, if, uh, because we were chosen by the gods, so we were already kind of at that level, but I was like, I want to become an actual minor goddess. Yeah. So I came, like, this goddess of, like, reverie, and I would, like, travel around, and, like, okay. inspire performances and, like, so, like, I would go to, like, places where people were performing and, like, bless them so, like, they would perform yeah. better. And I would perform myself and, like, everyone who would watch that performance would, like, leave, like, really happy. Okay. It was really good. Not a bad gig. Yeah. Actually, a pretty good gig. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really happy where Sky ended, despite all the stuff, like, I had planned for her i still was happy how it ended for her i felt like mm -hmm. she like her story did come to an end despite i thought there would be a lot more in the middle yeah so what kind of aspects of sky story had you been like wanting to resolve like here it is here is your chance to resolve sky story in the way that you want <laughs> so i never got the chance to really put her I put myself first, I'm willing to sacrifice others to the test. I really would have loved her to be in a situation where she had to choose between protecting herself and uh, helping the party and where that would have gone. Mm -hmm. I would then more, I really wanted more about her uh, romance with Mercus and where that could have gone if she would have slid down into evil or if she would have changed her mind and, like, turned around to, like, try and stop him from doing something. Mm hmm She never got to, like, uh, reconcile with her mother, because she learned that her mother was dying of disease, and I thought it'd be really interesting for her to go back home to, like, talk with her mother and, like, see... Get some kind of a resolution. Yeah. Uh, she did run into her old circus mates, which was fun. Yeah. Yeah, so I was really happy about that. I was happy. She never ran into Cordelia, the noblewoman that she had a romance with. Okay. I thought that was going to come up, but it never did, which was sad because I would have also liked her to reach some closure there, too. Yeah. And it would have been really nice to see her come into uh, herself as, like, the leader, like, one of the leaders of NOS. Okay. Were you thinking, just out of curiosity, because, like, I think it is really interesting when people in D&D have to deal with, you know, like, the world is ending, but also, I'm technically in charge of this town, what do I do? Like, did they, did they do anything in particular during their, stu during, like, the party's stewardship of NOS? So, we started Did they, like, did they do, like, the Ice Towns, Ice Clown kind of a thing, and by accident, or on purpose? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, Parks and Rec, the, uh, ah. uh, a character gets to be mayor of a town for a day, and he is a teenager at the time and makes some very teenage decisions. Ah. <laughs> we started off doing really well with the town, like, we were actually, like, working on, like, revenue, like, uh, and, like, trade routes, and, like, mm -hmm. uh, I helped build the guard in the town. So, okay. like, we were, like, really working on, like, improving this place and, like, actually managing, like, the territory that we now owned. Yeah. But as it went on and uh, after, like, half people left, it kind of slid to, yeah. like, the wayside. Yeah. Which is sad, because it would have been interesting to see, like, where, like, where it would have gone, like, how we would have done as leaders, because, like, we were pretty okay in the start. Like, not yeah. a lot of us were, like, like, one of the, like, the Furborg lived, like, came from the woods. Like, yeah. Marcus was just a blacksmith's son. I 
lived, I was in the circus for a while, so none of us really had experience leaving. Yeah. Yeah. No one went to, no one went to school and got their degree in, like, city management. (laughs) (laughs) The only person who, like, fully had, like, any experience was the halfling wizard, because he was, like, in his, like, 70s, so, like, he had, like, all this experience in the past. So, like, he was, like, the one who, like, was, like, taking the lead. Even though we were all supposed to be, like, equal, because we were all boys and ladies. We were all supposed to have an equal say, but, like, he was the one who took charge most, because he had the most experience out of all of us. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. It was really sad when, like, everyone left, because, you know, I... I think it's, it's like the thing with any game, like when people leave, it's really sad because like you have to spend all this time with them. Like we had like, in between sessions, we had like, like written role plays between everyone where we like yeah. would interact. And like sometimes we would do it like one-on-one. So like when everyone left, it was very sad. What was your, what was your favorite moment when you, uh, like in those written role plays in between sessions? Did you have, like, a favorite character moment for Sky, or, like, a favorite moment that's, that, like, someone else did or something? There was a, uh, she had a, uh, competition, a music competition between uh, the, uh, Furugoy Paladin, because she played the fiddle, and Sky played the violin, so they had this competition going back and forth, which was a lot of fun, like, because you were, like, sending, like, music to each other. So, like, okay. of, like, what they were, like, like the gist of what they were playing. So, that was a lot of fun. Like, everyone else joined in to, like, vote on who. It was awesome. Vote on who was doing better. Yeah. We also had, like, a few uh, drinking, like, competitions. And one of them, we also had, we were also playing, like, poker. And, like, we actually, like, started playing poker for real. Okay. Okay. So, that was a lot of fun. That's really interesting. I'll have to remember that, because that would be, that would be fun for really anyone to use as, like, a mechanic if they, like, have to, like, if you're, how about this, if you're listening, and you ever have a time when, like, you have to skip sessions, like, this is, this is a good idea to use when you still want to be doing character things and you just can't make a game work for that day. Yeah. (laughs) There was also a very small moment where she, uh, fought like she like sparred with her boyfriend at the time and uh she ended up losing yeah so she just kind of so she had these i can't she had the spell levitate so she just cast levitate on him and just left <laughs> him up on the ceiling <laughs> oh <laughs> it's like, that's good yeah that's good <laughs> she's like well have fun up there <laughs> <laughs> that was fun mm-hmm I want to, like, hit on a serious note real quick before we, like, move into the next kind of question or whatever. Yeah. Like, how, how did you and your party, like, deal with the departure of players and player characters from the game? So, we didn't really do it during the session. Like, uh, I remember it was in between games where they, like, one of the persons says they were leaving and then the others say they were leaving. And it, I don't, it wasn't handled the best because the way the DM wanted them to leave and the way they wanted to leave kind of clashed. Cause, yeah. Because it felt like, like, when we learned that they left, it was very abrupt. Like, the rest of us who was left, like, out of character, like, we knew they were leaving, like, we talked about it, and they left. But in character, the way they kind of left without saying anything and Sky, yeah. who had had her heart broken before, was really upset that this person she thought she could trust and that she was starting to care for kind of yeah. left without saying anything to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not all exes are made equal. Yeah. And, like, one of them went, like, he left with one of the other party members. He left with the halfling. Because apparently the halfling was from a different dimension. So he went back to his own. It was really okay. <laughs> so he went back, and Marcus chose to go with him. And uh, the final one kind of went back to her home. And okay. like I was really upset. And like uh, the vampire character, who's also like really close to Furborg, was also really upset. And so yeah. in character, we we're just like, let's just go drink our sorrows because apparently we've been abandoned. Yeah. 
That that's that is probably a pretty good way to go about doing that in character. Yeah. I was left with one of the uh like he did leave Marcus did leave like a note behind for Sky and like, that she kept and he he gave her this coin he had where uh if he flipped it you would be teleported to like a pocket dimension where no huh. time would pass, so like he had like a little house there and he left that for her. And I was like, so I wrote, so I wrote that she found it, and she just spent the night and just like sobbing, like in oh god the place because she she was just so upset. Yeah, that that is definitely a uh, that's a logical reaction that yeah. she had. <laughs> um, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about with that before we like move into the next question? Um, uh, I think that's it. Like, out of character, it was sad, and outside of some go, and in character, it was very, like, because I talked to the person who was playing Marcus afterwards, and he, he was like, I don't really feel like that's exactly how he was gonna leave, because this yeah. was, like, what was said was more from the DM than him. He was like, yeah. I don't think he would, like, leave her behind. Yeah. So, like, we talked about it a bit, and we got to, more, like, more of a le- resolution where they, they were able to, like, talk and have closure. Good. Which was good. Good. Yeah. Uh, in that case, then, I'm gonna go with what I have uh, made one of the questions, and I really should just add it to my list at this point. And I always ask this whenever people bring D&D characters on. <laughs> what is the most bonkers thing that your character did? Huh. <laughs> I... Hmm, that's a good question. This is really cool, but uh, during a fight, one of the person, like, raised this boulder up into the air. We, we were fighting, like, this, like, wyvern. Okay. Like, up in the sky, so, like, they, like, they moved, like, because they, it was one of the people who joined later, like, they had the ability to, like, control Earth, so they made this giant boulder, and I was able, and I punched it, and, like, launched it, and it, like, knocked the wyvern down to the ground. <laughs> Nice. It was just really cool. That is really neat. That's like, that's some Avatar The Last Airbender stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> or that's like, that's that's also like a Pokemon move. Like, yeah. Sky used Rock Throw. <laughs> it's super effective. It was a lot of fun to use my super strength. Like, I also punched a, uh, a robot, like, across the town once. Because, like, I got a natural huh. 20. So, like, I, huh. I got punched it, and it, like, just flew all the way across town, and I turned to one of the robots that was left, and was like, you're next. Yeah. <laughs> and I got advantage against it. Nice. Because I was terrified. Because I just launched the other robot across the town. Yeah. That, uh, that is a, uh, that, that is a definitely very understandable response from that robot. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the robot, like, oiled itself or something in terror. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> I'm sure it would have. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty good, though. Yeah. Like, that kind of... You you talking about that makes me feel like somewhere Jackie just, like, sat up in a bolt, like... Like, Iliad needs a character trait like this! Because that, that is something that sounds exactly like Jackie would have a really good time using. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um... Is, uh, has Sky made it into anything else that you've done? Sadly, no. I would love to play her again. But I haven't, and... I've considered, uh writing her into, like, fantasy stories, like, at least a version of her. Because yeah. I had so much fun playing her, and she's probably one of the favorite characters I ever created for D&D. So, yeah. I would love to bring her back in any way I can. I haven't yet, because I haven't really found, like, any other 5e games to play. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really found anything that really fits her yet. I yeah. wrote, I did write some fanfictions for her. So I was listening to a podcast today, so it's a podcast about light novels, and they were mentioning how uh, light novels are, like, short, like, like books from Japan, Yeah. if anyone doesn't know what a light novel is. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're talking about how, like, in the past, like, when people were starting to write light novels, they would, like, just, like, 
take like uh, D&D games they played and just like write them out like write out the story of them I was like maybe I could do something similar where I like write out the story of Sky. yeah that's a fun concept <laughs> I could write out the stories I never got to experience with her and now she can that's good yeah so that's uh was there anything else that you wanted to talk about with Sky before we go into the last question I think I've said it all if I okay. haven't, uh, I'm sure I could say it, like, afterwards, like, on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hit up Charlie on Twitter to hear uh, all of your headcanons about Sky. Yes. <laughs> um, in that case, then, uh, the last question of the evening slash recording uh, is, why do you love Sky so much? I just think she was so much fun to play. It was so much fun to, like, insert myself into her skin, into, like, who she is because she was so unlike anything that I'm like she like she's not my opposite but she's a lot different than I am and it was yeah. fun being someone I'm not and fun playing a character that's just so much not who I am and just yeah. being able to have all these fun times with her just made me really love it this even if she's good. not a good she's not a good person but that's okay, because I still love her anyways. Yep. The The important thing is being able to... Is being able to enjoy your OC and yes. to learn from them. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is just... That is very good to hear. I'm yeah. glad that you've enjoyed playing Sky, even if... Even if you didn't get to play her for quite as long as maybe you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll find a game for her one day. Yeah. I mean, anything could happen. It's 2019. Who knows? <laughs> okay, so thank you so much for coming on the recording today, Charlie. I really appreciated it. Thank you for having me again. You're welcome. Yeah, I didn't mention at the beginning that you've been on the show before. Yes. That was back in, like, I feel like that was somewhere in, like, the 20s? Of the episodes, but I don't remember, and I don't want to try and make my computer freeze by opening another Word doc right now. Yeah, so <laughs> I would open up uh, iTunes, but I don't want to do anything. Yeah, I I definitely do not blame you for that. <laughs> um, so since the last time that you were on, you have picked up a couple podcasts yourself. So yes. what do you want to what do you want to promote? Where do you want to be found on the internet? Well. You can find me personally at magical underscore pride on Twitter. And if you want to hear more from me, you can listen to, uh, I forgot the name of my podcast. (laughs) 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 Precure Podcast Engage, where me and my girlfriend, Cassidy, talk about Pretty Cure. You can find that on Twitter at Prepod Engage. Or... If you just want to hear me talk about random things and not anime, uh, well, may- we might talk about anime. Who knows? The world. I mean, given, given the host, that's pr- that's a pretty good chance, I would assume. <laughs> you can also listen to "Hey, Let's Talk About It," where me, Cassidy, and our mutual friend Crash talk about things we recently. Well, I wouldn't say recently, but we talked about Sonic. And we keep saying that episode's gonna come out, and it will. It Here. will come out. <laughs> Listeners, uh, I'm gonna pull on Charlie what Jake once pulled on me, which is, this podcast is going to hold you accountable to put the episode out. <laughs> no! You have to hold Cassie accountable. Well, you have to hold all of us, because we have to record the other half, and then <laughs> Cassie has to edit it, because I edit pre-pod. There you go. Twitter, hold the hold the hosts of Hey Let's Talk About It accountable for the Sonic episode they haven't put out yet. And if you want to do that, you can find us at Hey Let's Talk Cast on Twitter. There you go. Um. Okay. Any uh anything else before I go into my ending spiel? Uh, no, I don't do anything else with my life. Oh, okay. wait. I want to say if you have listened to my previous episode. Uh, where I talked about Daisy, who was the uh, Dragon Age Inquisition character I roleplayed as. And you were like, hey, I want to roleplay with you. Well, I started roleplaying her again. 
So if you nice. want to do that, just contact me on Twitter. Nice. That that is a good follow up. Thank you for remembering that. I would I would not have remembered to mention that. No problem. <laughs> The Home for Wayward OCs is part of the Corner Podcast Network. It can be found on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pippa, Stitcher, and probably lots of other podcasting platforms. Uh, if there is a podcatcher that we are not on, get in contact with me and I will work on getting us there. Uh, our theme song is Violet by Poddington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. New episodes come out on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we can be found on Twitter at WaywardOCPod or through the WaywardOCPod hashtag. You can also email us at WaywardOCPod at gmail.com. And since the end of 2019 is fast approaching, uh, I am not currently looking for new guests uh, for at least through January of 2019 uh, because there's only going to be one episode of Wayward in December and then I am taking the holidays off. Uh, but if you are wanting to be a guest on the show, or if you know someone who might be interested, you are always welcome to send me an email or a message on the Wayward Twitter account, and we can work on getting you into the list. Uh, and of course, this is a podcast, so it is always helpful if you can subscribe and rate us on your listening platform of choice, maybe even leave a review, because that helps us to find more guests and to brighten more people's days. So... Thank you all for listening. This has been the Home for Wayward OCs, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. So I was listening to a podcast today, which is about light novels, and they were- I was going to say, listening to a podcast? What a novel concept. (laughs) (laughs) What's a podcast? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Jerry's out on that one. <laughs> and let me switch over to my Audacity window where I'm going to stop recording. Oh god, my recording won't stop. Oh no, Audacity, why won't you stop? Oh, I'm pushing the wrong button. I'm- Welcome to 294 Note Streak, the best idea for a podcast of all time. We use a bracket to rank every song that's ever been in a Guitar Hero game. That's pretty much it. That's the whole idea. My name's Joe. I'm Riley. We do that thing we just said every... mm, two weeks? We rank it on how much we like the song and if it makes a fun chart to play. Is 294 an equally divisible number for a bracket? It's not! (laughs) Is Thunder Kiss 65 the best white zombie song? Can anything topple Hangar 18 in this race to the top? Will Pat Benatar's Heartbreaker defeat Michael Jackson's Beat It? Yes. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Should Fat Lip be in Guitar Hero? <laughs> Find out by listening to 294 Note Streak on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or a better app. And remember, enjoy music. <laughs>